Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the White House Turkey Pardoning Ceremony, it's the Fourth and Inches Show <laughs> with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you doing this week? Uh, not such a great week for uh, either of our teams last week. Yours because uh, the Cowboys lost and mine because the Giants won. And at this point, all that does for them is give them a worse draft position. Yeah, and it like kind of gives you false hope that like things might get better and they're just not this season. No, I, I don't I mean, have that I, hope. I can't, I can't understand what on earth happened to the Chiefs. Um, I, they probably should be the turkey we're pardoning this week because there's still hope for them. But I, I, that was well, that I, I didn't expect the Cowboys I mean, to win, but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the Chiefs they, they didn't. Yeah, the, the Chiefs, that was, that was not such a, a good showing for them last week. Uh, it's funny, the Chargers might actually, you know, I, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say they're the best team in that division right now, but they're probably the Chiefs' biggest you know, competition at this point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think so. And it's just, it's weird. There is still a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. Like at this point in the season, a lot of, a lot of years, you know, we have a couple of teams that were like, yes, they are the cream of the crop. We get it. They're, they're going to do things. But like, I feel like it's a little murkier this year. Every time you think you have someone figured out, like say the chiefs, for example, they go out and they lay an egg and you're just like, what, what team am I watching? Well, if I had to say right now, it seems like a pretty good bet that the AFC Super Bowl team is either going to be the Patriots or the Steelers, which seems like that's often the case. And in the NFC, I would say right now there's four or five teams that I could see, you know, between the Eagles, the the Falcons, the Panthers, the the Vikings, um, you know, the Rams or the Seahawks maybe. So, you know, there's, there's maybe a little bit more clarity, I think, in the AFC than there is in the NFC, but you're right. It's I mean, we don't, we don't even know who, like, point. the Seahawks running backs are or who's on their roster. They're it's cutting Russell guys Wilson. left and right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Crazy. Yeah, uh, so why don't you tell well, people how to find us, and then we'll uh, dive right into our early uh, Turkey Week special. Yes, so we are here for a full hour like we are every week. We're just here a day early, so Sherpa and I are both traveling tomorrow. Uh, So with Thanksgiving upon us, we figure you probably want to get your lineups in a little early, start doing some wheeling and dealing. We're here to help you early this week. We'll be here until 9.30 Eastern tonight if you're listening live, or if you download after the fact, get ready for 60 Minutes of Awesome. It's coming at you. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to have your voice heard throughout the show, during the week, you want to say happy Thanksgiving, tell us who you want to pardon as a turkey, you can find us all over social media. Uh, You can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, and from there on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show, that's the number four THN Inches Show, at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. I'm sure you can figure out who's who out of the bunch. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you then, do let me know. Th- and then this week, we finally are done the bye weeks. Right. <laughs> Things are great. We've got 16 games. It's a good week. Yeah, and just as many Sunday games as we've had the last few weeks because there's three Thursday games. And I think two of the three might be, you know, one I think should be really good, one maybe in the, the Giants. Redskins game, I think, is likely to be the turkey of Turkey Day, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit then. So, well, at least by that point, about, tryptophan will have set into everybody, and you know, and if it'll that's look the like game a game, good game, even if it's forty-two to nothing one, at like, Yeah, and like, who really wants to talk to your family the whole time you're at Thanksgiving? Like, that's why football's on, so you don't have to have anything beyond a superficial conversation. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, well, we could talk about uh, Marshawn Lynch's mom's tweets over Thanksgiving dinner. That, that'll stir things She's up. She's probably fun at a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> She's probably fun at any dinner. But, That's so true, uh, though. <laughs> between she and Marshawn Lynch, they talk about as much as an average person would. It's just a little That's bit. That's true. I mean, if. Yeah, I mean, Marshawn Lynch is not going to bring a whole lot of conversation, but I think that's that's a, a Thanksgiving dinner I would like to be a part of. So you know, Lynch is I'm I'm available. Feel free to reach out. <laughs> yes. 
All right. So why don't we uh, set in on um, some injuries and and waiver wire action? A whole bunch of guys at running back that are banged up or even out for the season in some cases. So who's uh, yeah. most notable on that list from your perspective? Devontae Freeman didn't play last week with that concussion. He's still working his way through, so keep an eye there. Chris Thompson, we saw pretty nasty break in his leg, air cast and all coming off the field. Um, certainly not what the Redskins wanted to see. Aaron Jones still dealing with a knee injury. Ty Montgomery as well. If you're a Packer and you play running back, maybe it's best to just start putting on knee braces right now. Uh, Dante Foreman has that Achilles injury, Matt Forte dealing with a knee injury, and still that ever-persistent turf toe. Uh, It was kind of a tough week to be a running back. Um, Not so great to be a quarterback either, but we'll get there. No, (laughs) and even other um, injuries that I've come across, well, it's not an injury other than maybe a bruised ego, but C.J. Anderson definitely seems like he's, uh, having a diminished role there in Denver, you know, Duke Johnson's shoulders supposedly bothering yeah. him. Leonard Fournette's ankle still bothering him. Orleans Darkwad's hamstring and uh, Samaje Pirine has a finger problem, but I think almost by default, you know, unless they have to amputate, he's pretty much going to be out there given that, you know, Rob Kelly and uh, Chris Thompson are both uh, done for the season. We've, we've so, seen guys, we've seen guys cut part of their finger off to play. It's not like it hasn't been done. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rodney Bob, where are you? But uh, anyway, so how about uh, waiver wire fodder for um, people that may have to maybe you know, down an injured running back or two? Who's uh, on your list, wish list for this week? Well, uh, there's probably two at the top of my list, and both more so because their their starters are in the doghouse. As you talked about, C.J. Anderson, um Definitely not the running back of favor, Devontae Booker, however. He's not losing fumbles like C.J. Anderson. Uh, He, uh, I think, is kind of the lead back right now, a new offensive coordinator coming in. We're not exactly sure how that'll look, but it looks like this is the week to pick Booker up, especially with a pretty decent matchup the next two weeks. So if he's out on your waiver wire and he is in a lot of places, go scoop him up. Um, J.D. McKissick in Seattle. Uh, again, it's always fun trying to figure out who's going to get the most touches in Seattle. Um, but he's not injured, which gives him a big up on everybody else. Uh, and uh, he's he's kind of a, a different style of running back than Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls. He's not that, you know, big pound him guy. He's, he's kind of dancing in between. He, he brings a different feel to that backfield. And so we've seen him used more. And especially for your daily fantasy league, the price is very right on him. Uh, Corey, Corey and he's eligible as wide receiver in a lot of leagues. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, Corey Clement in Philadelphia, that that whole running back situation there is just a real crapshoot. Um, Austin Eckler, the, those are probably the guys on, on the top of my list. What about you? Uh, you mentioned most of the guys that were on my list. Uh, Samaji Pirine is surprisingly not owned in about two-thirds of Yahoo leagues yet, so that's yeah, definitely which is weird. change. Uh, <laughs> Very strange Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead in Baltimore yeah, is unowned mm-hmm. in a lot of leagues, and same thing, Damian Williams in Miami. So you're reaching pretty down deep into the barrel for, for some of those guys, but I think uh, Samaje P. Ryan and Devontae Booker would probably be the top two for my list this week. Good names, good names. I got no problem there. Okay, shall we uh, go into our our top 10 running back rankings for this week? Yeah, let's get crazy. (laughs) Okay, do you want to start or Um, shall I? uh, I'll go, I'll go for, you start the next one. Top of my list, I'm guessing is probably the top of yours, and that's Le'Veon Bell. Um, I have LaShawn McCoy and Todd Gurley as a close second and third. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, uh, Devontae Freeman, as long as he, he seems okay, and that's a little risky with a concussion, but if he's going to be out there, I'm totally happy playing him. Christian McCaffrey I also really like this week. Uh, Carlos Hyde and uh, Alvin Kamara just outside my top ten. It's, it's an interesting – there's a couple of really nice matchups. It's kind of interesting out there this week, though. Thursday games with three of them make me a little nervous. Okay. Our list 
looked almost nothing alike, and maybe that's just because my preparation might not have been quite <laughs> what it should be this week, but it's no, early <laughs> week for us too. But uh, in terms of my list, I had LaShawn McCoy at the top of my list, followed by Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Lamar Miller, Samaje P. Ryan, Christian McCaffrey, seven, Alfred Morris, eight, which will make you happy if that comes true. Melvin Gordon, nine, so Isaiah, Crowell, <laughs> Isaiah Crowell, 10, and then uh, Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake from Miami were just outside my top 10. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't have a big issue with any of your names. Marshawn Lynch is certainly lower on my list. I'd probably not be starting him, but I don't have a ton of, a ton of beef with your, your list. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch wasn't on my list, but that's Oh, sorry. The point. I thought I heard you say him. So that's good because he's on no. my uh, avoid list this well, week. You're, He's on my avoid list, too, so uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your list? Uh, Marshawn Lynch, definitely at the top of mind this week. Joe Mixon, Jay Ajay, like I said, uh, I was hoping his trade to Philadelphia would give us some clarity and maybe just they'd figure it out. But for whatever reason, the Eagles is, are just – they just don't want to win. They don't want to be good. I don't understand. Um, Danny Woodhead, Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, Bilal Powell all on my list this week. Okay. I had um, a name that might surprise you a little bit, uh, Jordan Howard with Chicago on the top of my list uh, at Philadelphia, Ooh, okay. which is leading the league in rush defense. I benched Jordan mm-hmm. Howard or sat him once earlier this season because I thought he had a bad matchup and I think it was against the Steelers in that really weird game and he ended up uh, you know, rushing for like 160 yards so maybe that wasn't the right call there but uh, I'll go with my instincts here. Amir Abdullah <laughs> with Detroit even though he's scored a couple of touchdowns in recent weeks I don't like the matchup against Minnesota's defense. You mentioned Bilal Powell, Marshawn Lynch and Joe Mixon. Agree, agree, agree. Uh, Alex Collins and Danny Woodhead who you mentioned are on my list. Uh, Jamal Williams, and then a couple names that were on the flip side. I think on your uh, on your on your like list for this week were uh, Carlos Hyde and Leonard Fournette. I wouldn't um, put them on my like list. All right, that's fair. I can live with that. I think you're wrong, okay. but I can live with it. <laughs> okay. Well, after eight years, uh, you should be used to be my my being wrong. <laughs> So why don't we uh, go with wide receivers? I'll kick that one off. Um, Julio Jones at the top of my list. Brandon Cook second. Doug Baldwin third. Antonio Brown fourth. Michael Thomas fifth. Tyreek Hill sixth. Richard Matthews seven. Alshon Jeffrey eight. Devin Funches nine. And Sammy Watkins ten. Oh, okay. Okay. Getting a little crazy. That's all right. Um, I've got Antonio Brown at the top of my list, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, uh, Mike Evans, Doug Baldwin, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Brandon Cooks. We've got Tyreek Hill and Des Bryant just outside of my top ten, as well as Golden Tate. Wow, our lists uh, look a lot different this <laughs> week, which is okay. I mean, our top five That's are... Okay pretty much the same, but after that, uh, yeah, all, all bets Things are get a little wild. Uh, yeah. uh, just so, real quick, since we're jumping around a little bit, uh, injuries, there are a few this week at wide receiver. Uh, Sterling Shepard, your boy, out, out in uh, New York, is dealing yeah. with migraines. It's kept him out of practice, and, you know, he's on the Giants, so he probably shouldn't be starting him anyway. Uh, Robert Woods looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. That's a huge blow. Uh, he's yes. been very, very good over recent weeks. Kelvin Benjamin left the game with a knee injury. Will Fuller still dealing with the rib problems he's having. Chris Hogan still dealing with a shoulder injury. Travis Benjamin with an abdomen injury. And Alan Hearn still dealing with that ever-present ankle injury, which I feel like mm-hmm. he's had for the last three years. But, you know, who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's Tom Brady with his right shoulder on the injury report. <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah, you know, Jordan Matthews and Calvin Benjamin both uh, with knee injuries, so apparently it's not a good week to be a Buffalo receiver. Um, you mentioned Calvin Benjamin, uh, Curtis or, Samuel, or probably with Carolina. a Buffalo quarterback, quite frankly. Yeah, that's that's true. The five interceptions in one <laughs> half is uh, pretty not brutal. Great. But uh, <laughs> Curtis Samuel, and they still haven't announced whether Tyrod Taylor gets his job back, but I don't see how he can't. But uh, 
We'll say Curtis Samuel, who was supposed to be part of the answer in Carolina when Calvin Benjamin yeah. got traded, is out with an ankle injury. John Brown has a toe injury, and yeah, it's just you know lots <clears throat> lots of wide receiver injuries. Um, how about the waiver wire? Who uh, who? Yeah, we want, we're going out of order here, thanks to me. But uh, why don't you tell people okay. who your uh, it's a Tuesday. top we can wide do receiver we pickups would be? That's right. <laughs> Um, Corey Coleman in Cleveland, quite frankly, you know, adding a Cleveland wide receiver is a little risky, but he's, you know, he had a nice game back from, from another broken hand. Uh, and it was against the Jaguars, which are really not a team that gives up a lot of yards to wide receivers. So I would expect the Browns to continue to target Corey Coleman. Uh, again, it's the Browns. So really they don't generally do what's anticipated. So take that with a grain of salt. And they're often playing from Uh, behind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably still going to be at the doing end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamison Crowder in Washington, just strictly because you know it, it's it's a game that's going to have a lot of scoring, I would think, and he's probably your safest bet of ads this week. Mike Wallace in Baltimore, uh, Kenny Stills in Miami. He's still available in about half the leagues. Seems Matt Moore likes him, and that's this is dependent mostly on Matt Moore playing. But, again, we aren't totally sure. We'll get to that in a minute when we get to quarterbacks. Um, And Bruce Ellington in Houston, a little riskier, um, but with Will Fuller still banged up and the Texans still sort of figuring out what the world looks like without Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, he's not the worst option out there. What a rousing endorsement, but, you know, sorry, Bruce Ellington. No, not exactly. (laughs) Yeah. guys that are on my list uh, I actually had two Cleveland receivers in my top three and you know Corey Coleman you mentioned and yeah I may regret this but uh, Josh Gordon coming off the suspension list uh, next week I think he's eligible to play if he's out there and you have the depth or you're carrying somebody that uh, doesn't have good playoff matchups I think he might be worth a speculative ad and that Cleveland offense is going to look pretty different in a couple of weeks with Deshaun Kaiser throwing to Coy Coleman and Josh Gordon. Uh, that could be pretty interesting in the last couple of weeks of the season. And like I said just before, you know, they are often playing from behind, so there should be plenty ample uh, pass opportunities there for those guys. Um, Josh Doxson in Washington seems to be getting more uh, targets from Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. He's also in my top three. You mentioned Kenny Stills. Uh, some other names, if you want to go further down um, the ladder, are, are Dontrell Inman in Chicago, Mike Williams with the Chargers, Zay Jones in Buffalo, TJ Jones in Detroit, Torrey Smith in Philly, uh, Tyler Lockett in Seattle, who had a nice uh, game returning kick last night and even caught a few passes. And then Brandon LaFell has started to catch some passes in Cincinnati. So those are all guys that are widely available on the waiver wire that uh, you might want to go after. I kind of thought Brandon LaFell would become a factor earlier than this, but, like, he's been very quiet all year. Yeah, he's, he's starting to pick it up a little bit late in the season. I don't know if I would rest my fantasy team's hopes on him, but uh, if no, I had just you. lost somebody to injury and <laughs> were, you know, forced yeah. to go to the waiver wire to pick somebody up, I wouldn't. that wouldn't be the worst uh, scenario in the world uh, to find him there and pick yeah. him up. So now mm-hmm. hopping back out of order again, Who's on your avoid list for this week for wide receivers? Uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you know, it, just the matchup itself, I think the Tennessee defense is stepping up a little bit. Larry Fitzgerald, again, against Jacksonville. I don't love that matchup. Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, uh, Marvin Jones in Detroit, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's got a little bit of a hamstring injury, Robbie Anderson, and Nelson Aguilar. Wow, our uh, lists look pretty similar. I have Jarvis Landry at the top of mine, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins on mine, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson, who you mentioned, Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper, who you mentioned. Uh, Corey Coleman, don't love the matchup this weekend against Cincinnati's pass defense. And then uh, I'm not as enamored of uh, Mike Evans going up against Atlanta's defense this week and uh, just missing my avoid list although I still wouldn't want to start them. I know Des Bryant, you're higher on this week. 
Marvin Jones, you mentioned, yeah. is an avoid, and Golden Tate, while we're on the subject of Detroit receivers, would also be on my uh, avoid list for this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the Des Bryant thing is probably more wishful thinking than anything else. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going with it. Yeah. So how about um, quarterbacks? Uh, who do you want to mention in terms of injuries and uh, well, Jay Cutler left the game with a pretty nasty-looking concussion. Matt Moore came in and you know, looked looked effective. If I were the Dolphins, I'd probably start him again, but they have yet to ask me who to start, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, Jameis Winston still not going to play this week with that shoulder injury. Drew Stanton still dealing with the knee injury. Uh, so, unfortunately, it's – and then, of course, there's always the fact that there are guys losing their job not to injury – like Brock Osweiler, the old Brockweiler experience has come to an end. Paxton Lynch is going to be the starter for the Broncos this week. And as you mentioned before, there's still not a named starter in Buffalo. Nathan Peterman had um, a day that he did not want to write home about on Sunday. To put it nicely. Yeah, probably not his favorite day of his life. And Tyrod Taylor came in you know, as a quasi-relief pitcher for the second half, maybe they're going to do it college style and have one quarterback play one half. I don't know, and I don't think they do either, which is a little troubling. They could alternate plays and just have them bring in the plays. Yes. I'm, yeah, that's something I'd probably watch an entire game of just to see it. <laughs> yeah. It, would probably it probably can't be worse than what they're doing now so like why not and it would probably run down the play clock a lot too which might shorten the game and keep the score from being a blowout you know we could be on to something here yeah I'll remember that <laughs> next time I'm coaching a team that's, <laughs> that's a 40 point underdog I'll try that as a strategy this might be why we're not coaching teams I'm just, just a guess <laughs> probably so um, some <laughs> others, Jacoby Brissett has a concussion and uh, C.J. Beathard has a mysterious thumb injury now, which may or may not lead to yes. the mysterious thumb injury slash made up Garoppolo. so Jimmy Garoppolo can be the starter. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but again, very, very little in the way of playoff implications there unless you're talking about the teams opposing them. I mean, it obviously the game has playoff implications for Seattle, but not so much for San Francisco. The I will more, say I think, this, uh, I've really become a C.J. Beathard fan this season. I might be the only one, but, like, I really I really like the kid. I think you are probably the only one. There's <laughs> no way he's their starting quarterback next year. Even if they don't keep Jimmy Garoppolo, it seems that they're going to go out and sign Kirk Cousins or do something. I, I just can't imagine them going into the 2018 season with uh, C.J. Beathard as their starting quarterback. But now probably that not, I said but that, I would really enjoy be, it if but... they did. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Um, so in terms of waiver wire options, who's, who's on your list for this week? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, as long as he plays, which it seems like he's on track to do. Um, the last last few weeks have been better. There was certainly a slump there for a while, but, um, you know, the Titans have given up a lot of fantasy points in their last couple of games, so, you know, I'm sort of banking on that. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is available in a lot of leagues, as is Case Keenum, although I like that pickup less this week. Um, but if Tyrod Taylor's out there, I'm, I might take a, a gander on him. And then um, for me, it, I mean, Really, like I don't, I don't even think if Jay Cutler's out there, I want you picking him up. If Matt Moore is, however, I would pick him up. <laughs> but, but it, neither of those options are particularly appealing. All right, a um, couple others that were on my radar. You know, Paxton Lynch. If you're really desperate, you know, I agree with you about Fitzpatrick, Taylor, and Keenum. Although I prefer not to start Fitzpatrick this week. Um, and then uh, Josh McCown and Jimmy Garoppolo, again, those are desperation-only pickups. I don't really hold out much hope for either of them to have a good game this week. Yeah, if that's the position you're in, like, you might have bigger problems on your team. But hopefully you've got some really good running backs to carry you through or something. Okay. Do you want to start us off with the quarterback recommendations? Sure. 
Uh, I've got Tom Brady at the top of my list. That matchup against Miami, just too good to pass up on. Russell Wilson, uh, a close second. Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Carson Wentz, as much as it pains me to do. Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Marcus Mariota, Matt Ryan, Alex Smith, and uh, Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott, followed by Philip Rivers. So I, I'm guessing your list is going to look a little different because we tend to see these games differently. But, you know, for what it's worth, there you go. A little bit. I mean, we overlapped on our first seven picks, I think, and eight of our ten, so okay. that's not so bad. That's actually but, uh, not bad. That's better than I, I had thought. Matt Ryan. Had Matt Ryan first, um, Tom Brady second, Russell Wilson third, um, Ben Roethlisberger fourth, Cam Newton fifth, Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz, Drew Brees seventh, Jared Goff eighth, Kirk Cousins ninth, and Marcus Mariota tenth on my list. Okay, okay, that's a shocking amount of overlap, actually. <laughs> yeah, and Alex Smith was just outside my top ten, so we actually had nine of. 10 within striking distance, but, uh, yeah, I had Joe Flacco and Eli Manning also right outside my top 10, which I'm guessing would probably shock you, but, uh, Nope, not, not outside my top 10. (laughs) They're on a different list. (laughs) Yes. All right. So why don't we get to that different list? (laughs) Um, I, I have both Eli Manning and Joe Flacco on my avoid list this week. Um, although, Quite frankly, Eli Manning was sort of teetering on the edge of of being on that list or not just because they're going to have to score points somehow. And the Redskins will give points up, but I just think you have better options out there. Uh, Case Keenum, I, I don't like doing this to him, but I don't love the matchup there. As we mentioned before, uh, the Josh McCowns, Blake Bortles of the world, obviously are always there. Derek Carr's on the list this week, Tyrod Taylor, and slash Nathan Peterman, whoever they decide to start, do not start them. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> okay. Um, for my list, I had the Jake Hubbard and Matt Moore combo is my one of my number one avoid. Um, Blaine Gabbard in That's Arizona, fair. Tom Savage, Fred Hundley, none of these guys you're starting. Derek Carr was probably the biggest name on my avoid list. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't like his matchup. And uh, Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford, I don't like their matchups either. So oh, those were a oh, couple guys. Breaks my heart with like, your avoid so. list. <laughs> you're well, just, I, you I had just Alfred Morris on my game. recommend list. I just don't think Dallas is going to be able to throw much against the Chargers. But uh, who knows? They may have to. But I, I like the prospects a lot better on the ground against the Chargers than That's I do fair. in the air. But uh, we'll see how that plays That's out. So Thank you how for about, appeasing uh, me slightly. <laughs> It's a rough job, but I'm used to it after eight years. So, how about um, how about tight ends? Uh, Who's who's on the the injured list for you this week? Uh, Jordan Ham, uh, Jordan Reed, Jordan hamstring, Jordan Reed with a hamstring injury. Uh, Still your. I mean, at this point, why not? He's probably your most notable, uh, and and the waiver wire out there is kind of slim pickings for tight ends. I mean, at this point, there's so much ineffectiveness and injuries that have happened that it's, you know, in a lot of leagues, there are people carrying two tight ends on teams. Uh, Charles Clay is definitely and always, if you've ever listened to the show in eight years, always on my list to pick up off the waiver wire, uh, especially if Tyrod Taylor's back under center. I was hoping that the Nathan Peterman experience would help him. That really was not the case. But if Tyrod Taylor's back, things are going to be better. Um Adam Shaheen in uh, Chicago, I'm not excited about it. The Eagles, you know, maybe maybe not the team you want to see him against, but he's out there. He's available. They do throw the ball to him. You know, he's a warm body you can put in at tight end. I mean, there's just not a lot to write home about. Greg Olson, if he's available on your waiver wire, We'll pick him up, but he's probably not at this point. We've been telling you for three weeks. If you wanted to do that, you needed to have already done it. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that actually worked out for me last week in one week. But uh, I spent That's my good. remaining eight out of one hundred fab dollars uh, on Greg Olson. I was surprised uh, nobody else uh, thought to pick him up a week ahead of time. But uh, yeah, yeah, 
we'll see if that plays out. I actually like his matchup a lot this week, which we'll get to in a bit. But in terms of guys that are likely to be on the waiver wire that you might want to pick up, um, O.J. Howard in Tampa Bay, I mean, these guys are all inconsistent or they wouldn't be on the waiver wire. But O.J. Howard, Adam Shaheen, as you mentioned, Kobe Fleener had a nice game last week. You know, Drew Brees seems to have remembered who he is. And Eric Ebron's had two nice games in a row now. So I don't know if the third time is the charm and you know, want to line him up if you're you're really desperate at tight end or not. But, I kind of uh, like Eric Ebron this week. I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah, on board with it. Yeah. And then, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones, who, uh, I, I don't know, maybe that's, again, a function of having a third-string quarterback come in and then, you know, all of a sudden the second or third-string tight end uh, gets some looks there because, you know, last week and the week before we were talking about Jermaine Gresham and then all of a sudden it's Ricky Seals-Jones catching a couple of touchdown passes. So the world was kind of uh, turned on its uh, head there. But I I don't know how much we can really expect that to continue. But I don't think any of those guys are really going to be top options for this week. But if you're desperate for a tight end, those are the guys that uh, I'd be looking for. So why don't I kick us off on uh, tight ends and Rob Gronkowski, as he is most weeks at the top of my list, Jimmy Graham second, Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz third, Travis Kelsey fourth, and Greg Olson. I expect him to return with a splash, so I have him fifth. I really think you could just put those five names in a hat and pull one out and be equally likely to to be right. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. maybe in a tier below that, Vernon Davis, uh, Delaney Walker, Evan Ingram, um, ben Watson and Kobe Fleener, and then just outside my top ten are Jesse James with Pittsburgh and Levine Toilolo with Atlanta, who finally caught a touchdown pass last night. I know. It's about time. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, the names aren't too, too different. I'm, as the list goes down, mine changed a little from yours. But Rob Gronkowski won, Travis Kelsey Jimmy Graham, uh, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, like you said, coming back with a vengeance. Vernon Davis, who has been a very nice surprise this year. I'm, I'm excited that he's kind of back. Uh, Jack Doyle, Jared Cook, Kyle Rudolph, and Jason Witten just outside my top ten. Also like Austin Safarian Jenkins as well. But it, it's, I mean, the, I think the biggest tight end story this week is, is the return of Greg Olson. I think that's what everyone's really – kind of talking about yeah and our we have a little bit of disagreement at the bottom of our of your um the bottom of your top 10 list seems to mirror my just a little bit but, so <laughs> julius thomas with miami so would be on my avoid list? List. <laughs> uh just read you the bottom of your top 10 list again and uh pretty much <laughs> we it. No. don't even need to do so the next you, segment it's done guys i yeah, killed let's, it let's just move. <laughs> Move on to defenses, yeah. So Julius <laughs> Thomas with Miami, um, even though I just mentioned Ricky Seals-Jones, don't like the matchup this week for him. Uh, C.J. Fitteritz in Houston, don't like the yeah. matchup there. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins is on my avoid list, and Jared Cook also. Those were both uh, at the bottom of your uh, recommended list. Uh, David Njoku, Cameron Braid, O.J. Howard, and Jason Witten, sorry, and uh, Eric Ivan. Um, you know, even though he's had a couple nice games, I'm I'm not confident in his ability to to make it three in a row. I'm super confident in his ability for my daily fantasy teams. I don't have him on my avoid list, but Eric Ebron, you're sort of in no man's land. You're just in between. Um, I'd also add Charles Clay to that list. Uh, again, in the city's not generally not the nicest matchup, and the quarterback situation is murky at best. Uh, Martellus Bennett, Kobe Fleener. Ed Dixon in Carolina, obviously don't start him. Greg Olson's back. Even if they don't have him out there every down, it's still Greg Olson's job. Just get rid of Ed Dixon off your lineup. <laughs> yeah, the Kobe Fleener one's an interesting one. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I just I, – that honestly more of a gut feeling than anything else. I don't, I don't have, like, a whole lot of stats to back it up. Just don't like it this week. Guts are good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Sometimes it how works. About, uh, yeah, how about defenses? Who's at the top of your list for this week? Um, the Jaguars. For me, definitely uh, against Arizona, which is just 
just a mess. Uh, I've got the Eagles two, Ravens three, followed by the Steelers, Bengals, and Seahawks, who I, I don't even know who plays on their defense anymore, I feel like. I don't like cutting Dwight Freeney, but you know, that's a whole other issue. Uh, the Patriots, uh, Panthers, Chiefs, and Redskins round out my top ten. I've got the Titans just outside, uh, as well as the Falcons. <clears throat> okay, I have uh, the Titans at the top of my list, followed by Philadelphia, Kansas City third, Pittsburgh fourth, New England fifth, Seattle sixth, Oakland seventh, Carolina eight, Washington nine and Minnesota 10 with Cincinnati just outside my top 10. So fair. fair amount of overlap there. Yeah. That was actually pretty good for us. <laughs> yeah. And on my avoid list, um, go ahead. Why don't you do avoid list first? Well, I'll save you the trouble. The Cowboys are on my avoid list. Uh, I've also got the Lions, Raiders, Rams, the Bears, the Packers, and the Bills all there. Pretty pretty rough matchups, I mean, more than anything. Okay. I guess the only one that um, we overlapped on there was the, the Rams. Actually, you mentioned the Packers, too, I think. So that was uh, also on my avoid list. But I have Miami at the top of my avoid list. Uh, going up against New England, That's a real good Chicago one. against Philly, Tampa Bay against Atlanta, Rams and New Orleans playing each other. I think that's going to be a shootout, so I'd avoid both of those. Green Bay going up against Pittsburgh and San Francisco against Seattle. I don't like any of those defensive matchups. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any good argument for you there. <laughs> I'll take bad ones too, but. Uh, well, instead of that, why don't we move on to uh, <laughs> little game recommendations? All right. Let's bring on right. three Thursday games. Thursday to get your Thanksgiving started. We've got Minnesota at Detroit. You, know, you, you wonder if Minnesota's luck is going to run out at some point, or maybe it's not luck. Maybe they are really that good. They're, they're not overwhelming, I but I think know. they'll be good enough to get the job done here. Close game, but I think Minnesota wins it on a field goal. Minnesota 24, Detroit 21. I've got Minnesota winning 24-20. I'm really enjoying watching Case Keenum throw a million yards to Adam Thielen every week, and everyone knows it's coming, but no one can stop it. I don't understand how it's still possible, and I feel like from the beginning of the season we've been watching this like, wow, this is going to end sometime, and it's still week 12, and it keeps happening. I don't understand it, but I like it. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs was supposedly the big breakout star in their receiving core last year. And I know Maybe it's a new one every year. year. Who knows who it's going to be next season? Probably somebody they haven't game. even drafted yet. It'll be Laquan Treadwell. Mm-hmm. That'll be finally living Probably up to his Probably somebody selling insurance somewhere. Year. Not even in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heaven forbid. So um, next up we've got uh, – your beloved Cowboys hosting the Chargers. And you know, I, I think this yeah. game is going to be close. I think it could go either way. But just to annoy you, I'm going to pick the Chargers to win by a field goal. I'll say Chargers 27, <laughs> Cowboys 24. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, thanks. <laughs> um, well, I, I really want to pick the Cowboys, but I really have no – basis that I can convincingly say like this is going to happen I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys won I'd be very happy I'd be happily surprised but I mean the the Chargers pass rush even with a good offensive line is still pretty formidable not having Tyron Smith their left tackle starting was a real problem last week it's going to be a real problem again this week obviously no Sean Lee as well on defense that's a big bummer I I'm just worried. I'm very worried about this game. <laughs> I think the no Chargers Sean are going to no win Sean it 27-24. Yeah, it's not okay. great. Things aren't good right we now. We picked the same score for sure. that, so they're worth setting yeah. stone. Okay, it moving on. We've got <laughs> moving on. We've got my beloved Giants uh, on the road against Washington. I don't suspect that this game will go very well for the Giants. They might keep it uh, moderately close, but I'll go with Washington to win this uh, 28-20. I've got them winning. I've I've got them winning twenty one seventeen. I think the Giants 
you know, they might be a little feisty. They're all they're all wild. They beat the Chiefs last week. Maybe they'll carry it over or in prime time. I, no. I just think they'll keep it at least respectable. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. You're going to be so – you'll be happy and simultaneously so mad when this is how this happens on Sunday – or on Thursday. Yeah, they're, they're going to finish, just, like, with a – Six and ten record, and you know, have mediocre first round draft position. Yeah, then, welcome but, to uh, the entire early two thousands of the Cowboys. It's terrible here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the Quincy so, Carter days? They weren't good. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. Um, up anyway. next, we've got the first of the Sunday games. We've got Buffalo on the road against Kansas City. I think with Buffalo's quarterbacking situation being as much of a mess as it is, even with Sean McCoy isn't going to be able to help them too much. And I think Kansas City, you know, they started out like gangbusters lately. They've been inconsistent. I think the good Chiefs will show up this week, and I think they'll win this game by 10. I'll say Kansas City 27, Buffalo 17. I have Kansas City winning 30-16. to 16. I'm not – not pleased at all with what's happening in Buffalo. I've been a sympathizer. I've been an apologist for you guys all season. Really backed you when I definitely didn't need to be. And you just went and broke the whole system. You've destroyed two quarterbacks. This is, this is awful. I'm so unhappy with that. what's happening. They're on the road again. They're going to Kansas City. Andy Reid's cranky because he lost after a bye week. That's not a team I want to face right now. I think this is just LaShawn McCoy and Kareem Hunt are like the only good things that are going to happen here. But definitely, whatever the spread is for Kansas City, take the points. Yeah, I don't know what was up with uh, Andy Reid throwing Alex Smith under the bus there, but uh, and then he yeah. backed it right up over him. That was terrible. It was yeah. not a good. Any quarterback involved in this game had a real rough week this week. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see which team rebounds. My my guess would be the Chiefs, but uh, we'll see. So next yeah. up, we've got. Uh, Carolina at the Jets. Jets showing some signs of life this week, but Carolina really seems to be getting their act together in spite of trading Calvin Benjamin. Greg Olson's back. And Newton seems to be healthy. Greg Olson's back. So I'm going to pick them to win this one relatively easily. I'll say Carolina 31, Jets 20. I kind of like that the Jets are still a factor in the playoff race this late in the season. Like, that hasn't happened in a while. But you're right, they're catching the Panthers at a bad time, coming off, you know, their bye week, they're getting healthy. Greg Olson's back. Uh, even though they're going on the road, just the Jets are better at home. Their defense looks better at home, but I think Carolina's got a little too much there. I'm taking them 24-17. Okay, we've got the Eagles, the only team, I think, with one loss left, and they're hosting the Bears. Ugh. And I think this game – at least on paper, shouldn't be competitive. I keep waiting for the Eagles to have a letdown one week, but and I thought maybe it would happen against Anytime Dallas now. after Anytime the Anytime would have been great. Half, Last but, week uh, would have been ideal. Didn't happen. <laughs> so, you know, I think this is Philadelphia's you know fourth home game in their last five games. I think they'll win this one pretty easily. Uh, Philadelphia 34, Chicago 17. I had 30 to 14, so we're pretty much in the same ballpark. I think, quite frankly, the most interesting thing about the Eagles is that, like, they literally didn't even have a kicker for half the game last week. Like, who knows what will happen this week? I'm pretty sure what I know is that Mitchell Trubisky is not going to have a great day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I feel pretty confident about. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. So They could, re- they could the remake uh, the Vince Papali story with a kicker. Invincible, too. Or they'll trade for an Well, I guess they can't trade for him. Maybe the Dolphins will be nice enough to cut and Dominican Sue and the the Eagles can sign him as a kicker this week. Mike Nugent's probably about to be available, so that's probably where he's going to end up. You're welcome, Mike. Could be. <laughs> this would be the Eagles' third kicker of the season already. Cody Parkey was out, and then they, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jake Kelly was shaky, on... but he did get a whole game check from Carson Wentz, so he yeah. did okay for and himself he... this year. And he did kick a 62-yard field goal against the Giants. Not that anybody remembers or is bitter about that. But, <laughs> but who's uh, counting? <laughs> exactly. So next up, we've got the Ohio Bowl. We've got the Browns on the road against the Bengals. Neither one of these teams going any place quickly this we, um, this season or this week. But I think Cleveland will this keep this game one. close. 
But I think Cincinnati ultimately wins this by a field goal at home. I'll say Cincinnati 24, Cleveland 21. Is Cincinnati 21, Cleveland 14? Well, you know, a little more hopeful about the game being closer, I guess. But it's just I couldn't be less excited to watch this game. Like it just it just yeah. sort of makes me sad. All right. Next up, we have another game which uh, doesn't look like it should be competitive, at least not on paper, and that's the Dolphins traveling to the Patriots. Patriots defense, yeah. you know, was a sore spot early in the season. Seemed to be coming around a bit now, and I think this game. We'll just manhandle whoever it is in there at quarterback for the Dolphins. I'll go with a final score of uh, Dol- of uh, Patriots 41, Dolphins 17. I was going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on there. <laughs> um, I, in my notes for the show, I just simply wrote blowout next to this game, <laughs> but I have the Patriots winning 33-13. But a 20-point uh, win was probably enough, and that's – that's honestly with the Patriots probably just running the ball the entire second half. Like, it's just, this is not a fair fight at all. Okay, next we have a game which should be more of a fair fight and more interesting. We've got Tampa Bay, whose offense seems to be functioning pretty well under Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, traveling to Atlanta, which seems to have righted the ship the last couple of weeks. So something's got to give here. I think it's going to be, um, Tampa Bay's defense. I'll go with Atlanta to win this one at home by four points. Atlanta 31, Tampa Bay 27. Yeah, Atlanta, um, I have them winning by a little bit more here. They're they're finding their stride now. They're probably looking at the third straight win here. They're coming home. Uh, they've had a couple of more impressive wins over the last few weeks, and despite them losing to the Buccaneers last year, I don't think this is necessarily going to happen. There's just too many question marks and injuries for Tampa Bay. Um, so I'm taking the Falcons 27, the Bucks 17. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Tennessee visiting Indianapolis, and Indianapolis is just a mess. Tennessee didn't look good against Pittsburgh, but I think that's more a function of Pittsburgh than it is of Tennessee's uh, being a bad team. Uh, I don't think they are a bad team. I think they're a mediocre team, and as such, that'll be plenty yeah. enough to beat the Colts. I'll go with a final score of uh, Titans 27, Colts 14. I'm actually taking the Colts to win this 27-24, even though, even though they look like a real hot mess. Jacoby Brissett's coming off a concussion. I understand this looks crazy on paper, and generally I'm picking the Titans to beat anybody I possibly can, um, but he looks he looked pretty good against the Titans earlier this season. Um, Tennessee's on the road again for the second week. They've looked a little shaky. I'm going to take the Colts in a mini upset here. Yeah, that'll. Yeah, I'm, I'm Every time you think Cabby figured out, I go and do something like this. <laughs> yeah, we had, we'd agreed on all the games this week, and now you pull them. <laughs> right, well, that's I what keeps the show fun. Quarterback for an upset. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take concussed quarterbacks for 200, Alex. All right, moving on, we've got uh, Seattle at San Francisco, and you're going to shock me again and take the 49ers, I'm sure, but I'm going to play the chalk here and uh, take the Seahawks to win this pretty easily. I'll say Seattle 31, San Francisco 17. I would love to. I would love to take San Francisco because I'm all in on C.J. Beathard. Me and C.J. Beathard's family, we're all in on this. Unfortunately, a little tough to uh, actually back that up with any kind of facts or statistical data, especially when the 49ers just really aren't good at offense right now. Um, going against a defense that is pretty decent at defense, despite the fact they're on like their C team at this point, and like I might be eligible to play linebacker for them. But uh, you know, Russell Wilson's probably just going to pick apart San Francisco, and I think they're looking at probably a 30 to 14 victory so the 49ers will they'll do they'll do some things they've got a little life in them i just really don't want cj beathard to lose his job but i think that's what's happening <laughs> yeah I, i'd say that's a pretty good bet if if they traded for jimmy garoppolo and then don't play him all season that, that would be the biggest upset of the season i think it'd be really get dumb there at some point because you don't understand i don't even understand why that idea was floated like right after the trade within that week they're like maybe we won't play him why even bother trading for him then? 
you just swapped yeah, backup quarterbacks. You let Brian pick. Hoyer go to New England. Like, if you didn't want Brian Hoyer on your team, why not just cut him? Just be done with it. I don't understand. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just <sighs> sign Garoppolo to a big contract without having, you know, seen him on the field at all. That would be a, a smooth Yeah, because that worked but, out uh, super well for the Matt Flynn's of the world. Yeah, that's not, uh, not something I would recommend. from our mistakes. But John Lynch is a much better and much smarter than I am, so we'll let him figure it out. Okay, next up we've got um, <laughs> next up we've got Oakland hosting Denver. Hard to know what to make of this game. Denver switching quarterbacks that typically doesn't go well for a quarterback the first week they start. On the other hand, Oakland has looked pretty horrible at times this season. You know, very disappointing for a team that some thought would be a Super Bowl contender, and some probably included me. But uh, I think they do play well enough in this game to to win, and that's more a function of Denver's lack of offense than it is Oakland's offense. I'll go with a final score here: Oakland twenty-four, Denver seventeen, in a real barn burner. I'm taking, I'm taking Denver. I'm taking Denver and Paxton Lynch, twenty-four to twenty over the Raiders. Derek Carr, you have forsaken me. I just, I'm so unhappy. <laughs> like I don't want to pick against him, but. I believe in Paxton Lynch. I think this could be the answer the Broncos are looking for. His shoulder's healthy. They got, they're bringing in a new offensive coordinator. Nobody has any idea what's going on out there. I think the defense is really what keeps them in this, but Paxton Lynch just has to go out and not lose the game, which Brock Osweiler couldn't do. So I think that they'll be okay this week. I'm picking an upset. Okay, we've got Jacksonville at Arizona in a late game, and I'll go with – Arizona to to win this. I just don't think that you know Arizona, the Jacksonville will be able to muster enough of a pass offense and with Leonard Fournette not uh, at 100%. I just think Arizona is a little better equipped. Uh, Blaine Gabbert wasn't terrible last week, which isn't a ringing endorsement, but, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> I think they'll be able. I think they'll be able to do enough to win this uh, by a field goal. I'll say Arizona 24, Jacksonville 21. Taking Jacksonville 21-14. We're just going wild in the afternoon games today. I love it. Um, I think that – I just think you're so exasperated sometimes. You do, but Um, I I, return the favor, I'm sure. I think the Jaguars' defense will be enough. Again, Blaine Gabbert, you know, he wasn't he wasn't good, he wasn't bad, but he was a Jaguar for a while. And I it's think the defense already knows him. how to pick off his passes in practice. Why can't they do it while he's wearing another <laughs> jersey? He, I mean, I think that they are very equipped to win this game. I just The less they have Blake Bortles on the field, the better. I love naming my fantasy teams Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles, but, like, I absolutely don't trust him with a, with a real or fantasy football team. I think the pass rush against Blaine Gabbert is the difference here. I'm taking Jaguars. We're doing it by a touchdown. Take the points. <laughs> okay. So in one of the more interesting games of the day, we've got the Saints who seem to pull rabbits out of the hat um, pretty routinely. They're yeah, going to be on geez. the road against the Rams who look pretty awful against the Vikings, and they lost Robert Woods on top of that. Nonetheless, I'm going to – predict that they rebound this week, that Jared Goff uh, leads them to victory, and I'll go with the final score of Rams 34, Saints 31. I feel a lot more comfortable that we're disagreeing on all of these games because it was, like, too easy at the beginning. <laughs> um, <sighs> the Saints <laughs> – Listen, I'm, I, lo- I love what the Rams are doing. Big fan of Cooper Cup and Jared Goff. I like it. Uh, I just, even though Drew Brees is on the road, I think that with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees just throwing a million yards down to Brandon Cooks, I think it's going to be enough. I think they're going to win 28-24. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be great. I'm very excited to watch this game. I just see it a little differently than you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Next up, we've I got a game. These, like, I don't I think, do this at the spur of the moment. Like, these are all already written down. It just works out in these wonderful ways. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Um, we've got uh, Pittsburgh hosting Green Bay, and if you're picking Green Bay, I'll just I'm not even I can't do that. For the rest of the show. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win this, 31-17. I have them 30 to 10. Um, so I actually have even less faith in the Packers right now than you do. Uh, it's just, I was, this probably looked awesome when they were making the schedule and then Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and this game is, 
going to be unwatchable. It's going to be just, yeah, I'm just a rough they haven't one. moved that out of prime time. I would have rather seen something like the Saints and the Rams in prime time. Yes, that would have been great. Even the even the Falcons and the and the and the Buccaneers, I think, would have been a better. I've watched most of the games choice, before but, this one. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. not not an ideal Sunday matchup, but hopefully the Packers can at least make it respectable. So, and that leaves us with the Monday night game, which is a, another potential stinker. We've got the Ravens hosting the Texans. Uh, probably the less said about this game, the better. I'm not super impressed by either of these teams. think it could go either way, but no. I'll give it to Baltimore at home. I'll say um, Ravens 24, uh, Texans 21, but I'm not going to argue with you either way. The Ravens 24, Texans oh. 17. <laughs> so at least we ended on a couple of a couple of high notes there. I just the Ravens defense has kept them in it. They'd be in the playoffs if it started today, which seems kind of crazy for how they've looked. But sorry, Tom Savage, like it's just it's just not your week. Uh, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give us some DFS picks, and then if there's a, a minute or two left at the end, we can uh, give some players that we're uh, thankful for and uh, some turkeys for uh, wind yeah. up our Thanksgiving week show. All right. So uh, as far as daily fantasy this week, your Thursday games are going to be pretty good. As we talked about, obviously, with a few disagreements, there are some high, higher scoring matchups. You can't necessarily stack all of the Patriots together, but if you're creative, I'll give you some options that can allow you to put some of them in your lineup. Uh, Cincinnati and Detroit are pretty decent stacks this week if you're looking for that. Uh, The price is right on a lot of the players there, despite maybe not being the highest scoring games. At quarterback, Marcus Mariota, uh, as much as I unfortunately don't think he's going to win that game, probably enough fantasy value there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton. If you're really feeling a little crazy, Go with Paxton Lynch. I'm on board. You can be too. Daily Fantasy, the price is right. It's worth taking a risk. Uh, Running back Christian McCafferty and J.D. McKissick are my top two there. At wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson. I know Mike Evans is coming back, but I think Deshaun Jackson may be the downfield threat that will get you some points there. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and Marquise Lee rounding out my list there. At tight end, pretty decent options. Uh, Eric Ebron, as I talked about before, really like him this week. Um, not necessarily if I'm in a 12-team league, but if I would need to save a little scratch in my daily fantasy picks, I like them a lot. Jared Cook, Julius Thomas, and Tyler Croft. And then for defense, the Patriots, Eagles, and Bengals, all pretty decently priced uh, and all certainly going to get you some points. So we got through that nice and quick. How about you over there? You got some turkeys you want to part in? Anybody you're thankful for? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you one that um, each position, uh, one of each at each position for quarterbacks. Um, I think thankful for uh, Carson Wentz, who's um, exceeded expectations this season. I think that's pretty fair to say. And then uh, yeah. for Turkey, I'll nominate I'll, or pardon uh, Marcus Mariota. I think a lot of people expected him to take a big step up this year, and that hasn't happened, at least not to my mind. Uh, running back, I would say Todd Gurley would be the one I'm thankful for, and Le'Veon Bell has been somewhat of a turkey. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm trying to avoid guys that have been injured most of the season, so you know, guys like David Johnson I wouldn't put on the list. Wide receiver okay. Adam Thielen, you mentioned him before, is yes. somebody you were thankful for and wholeheartedly agree. And uh, sorry, but I think Des Bryant has been pretty much a fantasy turkey this year. Yeah. And yeah. on the tight end. I think Vernon Davis is somebody that's been a pleasant surprise this year. So good. And, the uh, best story. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely um, been been doing uh, well there. And then on the turkey side, I, I guess I was expecting more out of Julius Thomas when he moved from Jacksonville to Miami. Thought yeah. maybe he'd recapture mm-hmm. some of the magic he had with uh, you know, in Denver and you know, just Reuniting a, a Denver quarterback, a former Denver quarterback, and a former uh, Denver tight end has not worked out for the Dolphins. So that's my uh, thankful yeah. list and turkey list. How about you? Any that you want to throw out? Uh, a couple I would uh, I would certainly add. Um, I, I'm calling the whole Eagles backfield turkeys. I hate that we can't figure this yeah. out. There's so much talent there. It's so frustrating. <laughs> 
Derek Carr also on my turkey list. You burned me so yeah. many times. I keep coming back. It's just making me so sad. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I think, has exceeded expectations from where a lot of people thought he would be. Um, granted, he came in pretty well ranked, but I think he's he's exceeded things. Adam Thielen was certainly on my list. We want to hear what you guys have to say as far as turkeys you want to pardon and players you're thankful for. So find us all week long, all over social media at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. Uh, we will be back next week at our usual time, Wednesday at 8.30. And if you missed it, obviously you're doing it now, you're downloading it. Or if you just miss hearing our voices, feel free. All week long you can find us anywhere you catch your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck in your fantasy lineups this week, unless, of course, you're playing me. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and go Chargers.